From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Career Talk on Business Radio. Here is your host, Dr. Don Graham. Welcome to Career Talk, your career insider. We are here on Business Radio, and we are powered by the Wharton School on Sirius XM Channel 111. Hey, if it is Thursday noon Eastern time, call us live right now at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. We are taking your calls all hour long, or you can tweet at Dr. Don Graham. So, um, it is still cold across the country. Dion, um, why is this happening? Because it's it's the winter, uh, winter spring changeover. It just it just takes a little longer. That's not the pre-rate quiz question, but I just thought I'd ask because I knew you'd have a great answer for why we're still getting snow in April. <laughs> You're listening to Career Talk Series XM Channel 111. This is the Weather Report direct from Philadelphia. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. I'm the career director here at the Wharton MBA for Executives program right here in freezing cold Philadelphia. I'm also a licensed psychologist and former corporate recruiter. And we have Michelle and Dion, the dream team in studio today. And we're talking today all about the gig economy and working from home and having a flexible work arrangement and how you can get into this and if it's right for you. So Interestingly, traditional full-time jobs are only one way to be employed today. We've kind of switched now portfolio careers, side hustles, the gig economy. These are household names, and there's more opportunity to design a career that offers flexibility, work-life balance, variety. And in some cases, you can do all of this without even leaving your home. And today's guest is going to share some of these options with you. But I have some statistics on this because I think it's pretty interesting um, that some re- some researchers project that half of the working U.S. population will move into the gig economy within the next five years, which is interesting. And since 2000, 1099s, which are the tax forms for independent contract work, have gone up 22 percent, which is which means more and more people are moving into the gig economy. And when you look at at gig workers, the um, the breakdown across generations is actually fairly consistent. So it's about a third, a third, and a third across millennials, Gen Xers, and baby boomers, which is interesting to me because you would you would think that this might be something that maybe more millennials are drawn to, and they are actually the highest percentage who go into the gig economy. But it's fairly consistent across these three populations. Um, so. We're going to talk all about this today, but it's also Thursday noon Eastern, so it is live here at Career Talk, and we're taking your calls all hour long. It's open call Thursday, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. And I want to talk a little bit, too, about what some of the benefits are working from home, because there's an article that literally just came out today that talked about the savings that you can get from working at home, which was kind of staggering to me because I work in an office five days a week, so I'm constantly commuting. And, you know, when I looked at some of these stats about how much money you can save by actually staying home and working from home, it was pretty staggering. So if you think about lunches bought at the office each week, that annually you would save over $2,000 a year if you weren't buying those lunches five days a week. So about $45. Even if you only bought lunch twice a week, you would save over $1,200. Now, I'm, I'm a total bring-your-lunch-to-work girl, so I'm not sure how much money I would save on this. But, you know, Dion, are you somebody who brings your lunch to work? I want to be. You want to really be? really want to <laughs> be. Wasn't your New Year's resolution that you cook? Or you yes. cook more? Or you cook yes. better or something? Yes. Yes, it was. So I've and never I'm seen you bring one. your lunch to work. I'm just saying. Not well, once. I, I would save a lot of money if I wasn't bringing my, my lunch to work. Yeah. So what about you, Michelle? Are you a bring your lunch to work girl? I am not. You're not? Not because of thievery. I'm just not a bring your lunch Not to because work. of thievery. <laughs> yeah. So I have to bring this up because Michelle and I were talking about this yesterday that you might have seen this long Twitter feed that's going on about the the woman who stole lunch, stole guy's lunch out of the refrigerator and then then went ahead and didn't eat it, but threw it in the trash. And they have this on video. Um, and to me, I don't know if you've seen this, if you've seen this in the news and you can help me understand why somebody would would steal a lunch, but then go ahead and throw it in the trash. 
versus eating it. That's what I need to understand. Like, I could understand if she ate it. She's hungry. It was actually a good dish. Wasn't it like something like like shrimp, lo mein or something? Or, yeah, some yeah. Asian-y yeah. yumminess. So, I mean, I can support that because who doesn't like shrimp pad thai? But to throw it out. Waste. And then and then lie about it the next day when all of your coworkers have this on video. The whole investigation was awesome. So, yeah, so another benefit of working from home is that not only do you have to pay for lunch, but... Nobody will steal your lunch. I will say that I did work from home for a while, and one of the things that that I I found really hard was that you have to really work to get out and talk to people because it's really easy to kind of get in your bubble. But one of the best things about working from home was that I didn't get tempted with all of the snacks, so the cookies and the donuts and all of that that were in the office. So that was that was awesome because I can resist them at home, but not not when I go to the office. So let's talk more about working from home, how you can do it, why you might want to do it, and who might be best suited for that. So today's guest is going to help us out with that. And so today we welcome Greg Hanover, the CEO of LiveOps, which is a company based in Arizona that offers an on-demand skilled workforce of virtual agents for customer service and sales in retail healthcare insurance, roadside assistance, telecom, government, and more. So, I mean, these jobs are, are across all industries. And LiveOps uses a pay-per-use model, which scales to meet seasonal or time-of-day spikes in demand. And when Greg's going to talk to us a little bit about the company, but also how you might be able to get involved in some jobs like this so you can work from home and not have people steal your lunch. You're listening to Career Talk 844-Wharton, 844-942-7866. If it's Thursday, noon Eastern, we are live and taking your call all hour right now 844-942-7866 i'm your host dr don graham you can also tweet at dr don graham so welcome to the show greg we're excited to have you on Good morning, Dr. Don. Thank you uh, for having me. Looking forward to the conversation here. Yeah, Taking so questions. Yeah, so earlier in the show we were talking about this stat that said, you know, in the next 5 years that half of the workforce is going to be in the gig economy and the stats out there and that's pretty staggering. I mean, what do you think of that stat? Do you think that that's maybe a little bit overzealous or do you think that's a real possibility? I think that's absolutely a real possibility. LiveOps, we we've been around for about 17 years working in the gig economy before the gig economy was even a, a well-known term or, or trend. So uh, we're an absolute believer in the gig economy. And I think all the stats that you read out there uh, just confirm that um, people prefer the flexible workforce for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. I mean, the working from home part, the, you know, maybe picking your own hours if you're not working from home. People are trying to juggle family and work and, and school and, you know, their their personal life. So I like the live ops model. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on today, because it's it's a really interesting model. And if you can take a just a minute and explain kind of how the company works and how maybe it's it's different from like a temporary staffing firm and, and, and stuff like that, I think it'll be really helpful as a preface to the rest of the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. So, so our mission here at LiveOps is to allow people to work around their lives. We know life happens and people need flexibility in their schedule and to be able to manage both their personal and, and professional life. And the way we look at it is we provide a open marketplace of, of opportunities. And you had mentioned some of the opportunities around sales and customer service and roadside assistance and insurance. Um, a lot of different verticals that we serve. And we really look at this as a, an open marketplace and providing people with different types of opportunities that match their skill set and their strengths and be able to come into the live ops model and not only find opportunities that play to their strengths, but also present it in a way that allows them the flexibility they need to, to work around their life. And at the end of the day, that's really, really our mission. And when you look at our retention of, of uh, members of what we call live ops nation, our, our virtual community, the retention speaks to that specifically and that people have that flexibility that allow them to work around their life, and that's what keeps people engaged in, in wanting to be part of Live Ops Nation. So this is a flexible role. You, you know, I'm just I'm, for people out there who are listening and thinking, "Wow, this could be something for me." Um, I, maybe I want to call you and say, "Hey, Greg, I'd like to do this." What specifically would I be doing on a day to day basis? What does this work look like? Sure. So it's uh, primarily inbound, uh, outbound voice work. So taking calls, uh, both inbound calls, doing outbound calls. We also have what we call non-voice work. So they could be working in chat rooms. They could be doing email work. Uh, there's a lot of different work types that we provide folks, again, to really play to their strengths and their skill set. So variety of opportunities. Uh, people should definitely check out liveops.com. Click on Become an Agent, and there's a lot of great information on our website that, that talk about what it takes to become a member of LiveOps Nation, and then what all the opportunities are, are out there, and then what the skill sets 
that are needed to, to be able to take advantage of those opportunities. Hey, you're listening to Career Talk Series XM Channel 111. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We're here with Greg Hanover, the CEO of LiveOps, and we are taking your calls right now, 844-WARDEN, 844-942-7866. Hey, if you work from home, what do you love about it? What do you What do you miss from maybe not working in an office, or what surprised you when you transitioned to, to work from home? We want to hear from you. 844-WARDEN, 844-942-7866. So, okay, so Greg, just to kind of even like nail it down even further. So, you know, roadside assistance. So I'm assuming maybe when I call roadside assistance because I have a flat tire, you know, your agents are the ones who are handling these calls. Would that be a correct assumption? Absolutely. That could be one of many call types. So you could call in if you're a member or say for AAA and you call in and you have a flat tire on the side of the road, there's a good chance you could be speaking with a live ops agent. Uh, to help service and, and make sure that we get a, a tow truck out there or, or get service out there as quick as possible. So that's one of many examples of, you, of how our uh, on-demand workforce are, are helping companies and customers today. And you mentioned the chat room. So maybe like when I'm, I'm looking at uh, cable options and that little chat box comes up and says, hey, can we help you? That could be a live ops person on the other side of that chat box helping me understand uh, my options. Absolutely. Okay. Yep, could be cable, could be retail if you're online buying stuff uh, with a large retail outlet there's a good chance there could be a Live Ops Nation member helping you in the chat room or providing email support also. And if, I, if I'm if i thinking this might be a good opportunity for me, can I can I literally say, hey, you know, I really can only work Mondays and Tuesdays. The rest of my week's crazy busy with, with kids and family and other things that I do. And would that be something that, that Live Ops would be open to? Yeah, absolutely. The way our staffing works is we provide what we call a bid system to all members of Live Ops Nation. So we have a schedule out there and Folks log in, members of Live Ops Nation will log in, look for available shifts. We schedule by the 30-minute increments to really provide that flexibility to work around your life. And people can log in and, and look for opportunities and then sign up uh, to take, take advantage of those opportunities depending on what their schedule permits. So what type of, um, you know, if people are out there considering I might want to work at Live Ops, this sounds like a good opportunity. What types of backgrounds are you looking for in your agents? It really varies by the opportunity, depending on if we're, we're looking for sales individuals to do some of the inbound sales work, whether it's for, we do a lot of work in the insurance space, for example, around first notice of loss. So we look for customer service agents who really have that empathetic uh, background and skill set. Um, I think with all the opportunities, we're looking for folks who have great communication skills uh, at the end of the day. But again, if people visit the site, we do a good job of really laying out what's required within each of these opportunities and uh, to, to excel and, and, and do very well. So we try and make sure that folks have all the information they need to really understand is this an opportunity that is right for them. And what types of backgrounds do you see um, come to you? So, so where are people coming from to uh, work at LiveOps? So is it all ages, all backgrounds? Is it something specific? Yeah, th- this is the real interesting part of Live Ops Nation and the part that uh, if, if you look at the uh, the background in, in, in of the folks that are in our model. We have people uh, who've come into our model that could be transitioning from a corporate career and, and need that flexibility in their life. Um, it could be um, vets, caregivers, spouses. We have a lot of vets in our community. Uh, the beauty of Live Ops and what really gets us excited is we provide opportunities to people with a variety of different skill sets um, and maybe who can't hold a regular office job or eight to five job and need to work from home for various reasons. Maybe they're in a rural area uh, of the country. So the, the opportunities we provide, it really provides the flexibility for folks um, and, and bring a lot of different skill sets uh, into Live Ops Nation, which is, I think, one of the big advantages of, of our model. Hey, you're just tuning in. You're listening to Career Talk. We're on Sirius XM Channel 111. Dream Team in studio. Michelle and Dion taking your calls right now. 844-WARDEN, 844-942-7866. Of course, if it's Thursday, it's open calls, and we'd be happy to take your calls on any career job search issue. We also have Greg Hanover, the CEO of LiveOps, here talking about flexible work arrangements, working from home, how to how to be in the gig economy now that it's becoming so popular. And hey, if you work from home, or maybe you're in the gig economy but you don't work from home tell us what you love about it tell us what you wish you knew before you got into it tell us what maybe you miss about working in a more traditional nine-to-five job because a lot of people are thinking about moving in this direction and your experiences can really help them make that decision 844-WARTON-844-942-7866 so one of the things you mentioned Greg actually there's two things I wanted to pull out of that and the first one is rural workers because I think that is a challenge that we see a lot is that when you work in a you know in a big city obviously you have lots of opportunities 
activities. But when you maybe you move with a spouse or you move to be closer to family or you just um, have grown up in a place that doesn't have that level of opportunity, then you kind of feel stuck. So tell us about how this is is helping rural workers find more opportunity. Yeah, I think the beauty of uh, most places around the country today have internet access or high-speed internet, and, and really that's all folks need is, is internet access in, in, a, in a phone line, and they can take advantage of these, these opportunities that we present. So one of the things, again, we really like about the model is we can go into these areas, the rural areas, where there might not be a lot of traditional work opportunity. We can go in and present opportunities to folks that give them a chance uh, to take advantage of this and, and find meaningful work. And one of the things we do here at LiveOps is we travel around the country. We spend time with our agents um, in different uh, parts of the country. We call them uh, it's our traveling roadshow to, to connect with LiveOps Nation because, again, all these agents are virtual, working at home. Um, so we don't have that luxury of, of visiting the brick-and-mortar call center to, to get to know our agents. So we travel around and we meet with them. And we go to the rural areas, and when you talk to the agents and what they love about it is, that's the first thing they say is, we don't have a ton of opportunity in our area. And what LiveOps presents in the ability to find meaningful, uh, enjoyable work and do it from home, um, a lot of people say that we don't know where we'd be without a company like LiveOps to present these types of opportunities. So the rural areas is, is a big part of, I think, what, what we're able to provide in terms of work opportunity to areas that don't have a lot, to your point, of, of work opportunity like the big cities do. So where's, where's your roadshow taking you next, Greg? We are going to be in Philadelphia uh, in early June. So we just had a, a show in Tampa in the last few weeks, and now we're, uh, we're going to head out to Philadelphia. We have a lot of agents in the Pennsylvania area. So if there's folks listening, and either you're maybe you're an agent already within Lime Ops Nation or you're considering it, we'd love to see you at uh, our Philadelphia uh, Roadshow. Oh, we wish, we wish we knew. We could have had you in studio, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There you go. We'll be in your neck of the woods. Perfect. So, and you, and but people can find out about this schedule right on your website, right? Yep. Go to liveops.com. So, are you available then? Are these opportunities available in all states across the U.S.? We're not. We're not in all states. We're in 36 of the 50 states. So there are a few states we don't operate in because of the labor laws. We are a, a 1099, an independent contractor model. So, one of the questions you asked earlier is, what's the right type of skill set or right type of person to come into to Live Ops Nation? And one of the things we always talk about, or one of the things we hear from our agents, is they love being their own boss. They love managing their own schedule. They love determining what types of opportunities they want to take advantage of. So, for folks listening out there considering this type of opportunity, keep in mind very different than your traditional call center type opportunity. You really are your own boss. There's a lot of requirements around that and just making sure they understand what it takes to really run your own business because essentially that's what you're doing as a member of Live Ops Nation. You have that freedom, that flexibility to build your own business and and do very well. But we need folks who are very self-motivated and want to go out there and and seek opportunities and build their own business. So I know on your website, Greg, you talk about, you kind of compare Live Ops to, you know, a call center and how you have the differences. And I think when people hear call center, when people hear sales and calls, they're starting to think of, of maybe something that doesn't sound so great because I don't want to call somebody and, and be that telemarketer person. So can sure. you really clearly distinguish how live ops is different and, and what you'll be doing? Because I know you don't do that that kind of solicitation, but I think some Correct. people might be listening to you and thinking, Ugh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. So just to, to clarify, we, we do mostly inbound phone work, so customer service support. So um, with a lot of big insurance companies, with a lot of retail partners, um, so people calling in looking for support um, or looking to purchase and, and, uh, or make purchases. So it's not that, that traditional stereotype of doing the outbound telemarketing work that tends to have a, a negative um, overview. This is more inbound work in a variety of different industries, technical support, insurance, as I mentioned, uh, retail, healthcare. Um, so there's opportunities here that uh, to really help help people and serve people and solve problems versus uh, doing the outbound work that I know uh, tends to have a negative overview. So because you have all of these industries that you service, you have the roadside assistance, you have government, telecom, healthcare, do your agents get trained in these areas? So do you offer some kind of training, not only in the industry, but also in how to do the work specifically? Yeah, absolutely. That's actually one of the, the big advantages of our model and what we hear from our agents quite a bit what they love about LiveOps. We have what's called LiveOps University. So it's a blended learning solution that prepares agents um, both to be able to work from home and understand what it takes to be uh, a really good 
um, work at home call center agent, but then at the same time, we're training them on the programs that they're going to support. Um, so we provide different levels of training. Uh, we do a lot of what we call blended learning, where people can do self-paced learning. We provide all the materials in what's called LiveOps University, so they can go and, and train and certify 24-7. We do virtual classrooms. We do one-on-one -on -one sessions. There's a lot of different methods that we incorporate into our blended learning to make sure that individuals are really prepared to get on the phone and, uh, and take calls and make sure that they do a, a great job in servicing the customers. Hey, you're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM Channel 111. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We're taking your calls all hour long, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Do you have a question about the gig economy, side hustles, portfolio careers, or maybe you're in one and you want to share your experiences with listeners? We'd love to hear from you right now on Career Talk, 844-942-7866. We're here talking with Greg Hanover, the CEO of LiveOps. And Greg, I also want to tag on to something you said a few minutes ago that, that a lot of vets do this job. So so talk to me about, um, I think this is, you know, when, when military come out of the, uh, when they, they move over to civilian life and they're trying to transition and they don't maybe have that corporate experience. I know you talked about this gives them an opportunity to kind of build that. So talk to me about how this is a good opportunity for maybe transitioning vets. Yeah, absolutely. We uh, near and dear to our heart is the support we provide and the opportunities we provide to, to the veterans community, to caregivers, to spouses. Uh, we have a partnership today with Hope for the Warriors. Um, so combat wounded vets, caregivers, spouses, we work with them and provide those opportunities. Uh, as you mentioned, when uh, individuals come back from service and, and they're looking for work opportunities and they're trying to figure out how to how to get back to work and reacclimate in, into the workforce, LiveOps is a great way for folks to get started, especially combat wounded vets uh, who may physically not have the opportunity to go work in a, in a traditional office environment. And LiveOps provides a, a great opportunity for those folks to be able to work from home uh, as needed uh, and, and have meaningful employment. So um, we have a quite a few, a lot, actually, veterans in our, in our community. And the other advantage, too, uh, when you think about um, active uh, service people being transferred to different uh, stations around the country and, and maybe their spouses need employment opportunity, the beauty is people can move around the country and continue to stay active within live ops uh, and work from different different states around the country. So that's something else that we hear quite a bit about from our vets community and, uh, and from the spouses also is that if they're in one state today and their their significant other gets transferred. They have that opportunity to continue to to work with live ops in in a different state. Mm -hmm. And and so I assume some people come to live ops and they're like, "This is great. I can work, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday mornings for two hours, and that's all I want. And this is perfect, and it offers me that opportunity. I want to do this forever." But then I suspect there's some people, whether it's a trans transitioning military, maybe it's somebody returning to the workforce after a significant gap in their career, who say, "I want to get some skills under my belt, but I also want to use this as maybe a stepping stone to something more." So if somebody is coming to Live Ops with that idea that this is kind of going to be a stepping stone, gain some experience, build some resume um, accomplishments, is that something that people can do? through live ops, Greg? Absolutely. We have, uh, if you look at our model today, to your point, we have some folks who work a few hours a week. We have some folks who work 40 plus hours a week. That's one of the other advantages of our model is you can work as much as you want. Um, there are certain requirements on certain programs in terms of, of the, the amount of hours you have to work, but there's a lot of flexibility in determining how many hours you want to work. And then to your point, uh, the opportunities that present themselves along the way, um, there's a lot of individuals who work for Live Ops Corporate um, in, in operations or supporting roles of Live Ops Nation where they're employees of Live Ops Corporate who started out as an agent in, in Live Ops Nation. So we're big on trying to identify opportunities for individuals to, to, to move up and move on and, and find ways to, to grow within their, their profession and their career. Uh, and then also at the same time, we have a lot of customers uh, partners of LiveOps clients who uh, will provide opportunities to to agents within our community. So there might be opportunities to work for a customer after supporting them uh, as a member of LiveOps Nation. So there's definitely opportunities to grow, uh, and I think that's one of the things. If you talk to our agents, they they love is is the opportunity um, to be able to take on more uh, both responsibility and, and compensation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to, and you know, do a lot of people use it as, you know, leverage for their next job? I mean, do you have any kind of stats on where people go next um, and how many people do that? I don't know. That's, I know I just threw that question on a left field. So <laughs> they, they do. We hear that quite a bit. I don't, I don't have the stats in front of me, but to your point, they do use this, uh, this experience to, to, if they want to move on and do something different. Um, what we find is people like to stay actively engaged in Live Ops Nation because of the flexibility. So there may be weeks or months where they work uh, a lot, and there may be weeks or months where they scale back a bit because they have other priorities or other work opportunities. And again, that's just 
one of the many advantages of the flexible workforce in the gig economy is having that flexibility um, in the model. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I think is interesting, is, as I mentioned earlier on, is just the, the talent and the experience that come into our into live ops nation. When you look at folks who we have folks in our insurance space who used to have Series 7 and work on Wall Street, for example, and they said, I don't want to do that anymore. I want flexibility. I want to balance my life. I want um, more time for my personal life. And live ops allows me to leverage my experience um, and my education and come in and still support customers in a like manner. So it's uh, it's amazing the folks that we have in, in our in Live Ops Nation and the experience and education they have. Um, again, very different, I think, than what you find in a uh, traditional call center model. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up, Greg, because that actually I, I got a specific question directly related to I, uh, Live Ops that, um, you know, somebody sent me and I wanted to read. And it's, it's exactly related to what you just said. And I'll, I'll kind of just um, take a minute to ask you. So I'm a lawyer and I want to do something else. And I'm just kind of condensing this just to keep it short, but pretty open. I recognize I'll not have the same type of pay. My preference is to work from home, but employers keep looking at me and saying, oh, you're a lawyer. We're not even going to look at you because, you know, we we don't think you're going to want to do what we want to do. So is this somebody who would be a good match for, for live ops? Yeah, I, they could be for sure if they if they check out the opportunities. It might live ops might be an opportunity for them to again have meaningful employment while they um, or work opportunities while they're while they're looking for that next big opportunity. So sometimes we serve as a as a holding ground for folks while they're trying to identify what that next opportunity um, really should be for them. So again, people come into the live ops nation for a lot of different reasons, but I would encourage that individual to again visit our website, check out the opportunities. Um, talk to some folks, and, and, and maybe this is the right opportunity for them now or maybe uh, temporarily while they're trying to figure out what uh, what's next for them. Mm-hmm. Great. You're listening to Career Talk, Sirius XM, Channel 111. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We're here with Greg Hanover, the CEO of LiveOps, and we're going to go to Lewis in New Jersey. Lewis, welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Thank you for having me. Good afternoon. I'd like to ask, what is the startup cost in dollars as well as in time needed in training before you can actually go live? to make some money. Oh, so so what, what are the startup costs here, Greg? Yeah, exactly. So uh, if, if, again, all this information is on our website for folks to be able to take a look at too, but uh, there's a, typically you come in, there's a background check fee uh, to come in. We put everybody through a background check, credit check, uh, just part of the process that's required by our, our, our customers. Um, and then you also come in, and that, and that background check is t- typically, I think, around 50 or $60 um, to go through, which is pretty standard for, for this type of, uh, of work. Uh, and then there's also technical requirements when you look at what's required from a computer standpoint. Again, all those requirements uh, are listed on our website. You need a landline, um, dedicated uh, landline, and then uh, obviously you'll need an internet connection. So um, those are the, the costs, I think, that you'd have to, to uh, you know, put into the calculation of what it takes to get started. Um, the training and certification, that is something that is done on our agent's uh, own time. So that's a, uh, a commitment made by the agent to go through the certification and training. And our agents actually start earning compensation when they start taking uh, calls. So start taking calls for our customers. So how, how long is that training, Greg? It's going to vary by customer. Uh, so they'll come on, any new agent that joins Live Ops, they come in and they, they go through basic training uh, within our model just to understand what it takes and what's required to be a, uh, a Live Ops Nation um, agent. But then there's also specific program training, and that could vary from uh, 10, 15 hours upwards, maybe of 30, 40 hours, uh, just depending on the call type, the complexity, uh, and what's required by our customers. So that's that's non-paid time, but that's not something that has to be paid for by the potential new agent. Correct. It's not paid for by the agent, but they're not paid for the, the certification that's required to, to be part of the program. Okay. So, Lewis, did that answer your question, or do you have another one for Greg? It, it does. Thank you. And also, I just want to share the name. Right? I'm driving. Live Ops, O-P-S, or Live Ops? Yep, you had Live it. Ops. Live Ops. L-I-V-E-O-P-S. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate your time and taking my call. Have yeah. a great day. Thanks, Lewis. Drive safely. Hey, you're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM Channel 111. 
We are here with Dream Team, Michelle and Dion in studio taking your calls, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. We are here with Greg Hanover, the CEO of LiveOps. And we've been talking about LiveOps, Greg, but um, once we come back from the break, I want to kind of branch out and talk about the gig economy as a whole and how to you know create a portfolio career and what some people might want to consider when they move in this direction in terms of how to get in, but also how to get out and, and all of those important questions. And hey, if you are working in the gig economy, you have a side hustle, portfolio career, and you want to share what surprised you, what you love, what you hate, we'd like to hear from you, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. Of course, any and all career questions are always welcome on Career Talk, especially if it's live Thursday, noon Eastern time. We will take your calls on all career topics. So we are going to go ahead and go to our pre-break quiz. Quiz. There's a quiz. Okay, this indestructible food takes six minutes to make, and more than 1.5 billion have been consumed already this year. This indestructible food takes six minutes to make, and more than 1.5 billion have already been consumed this year. Think you know, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM Channel 111. We'll be right back. You're listening to Career Talk on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Here again is Dr. Don Brand. Welcome back to Career Talk, your career insider. We are on Business Radio and we are powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM. Channel 111. Hey, if it's Thursday noon Eastern time, we are taking your calls live right now at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. You can also tweet at Dr. Don Graham on Twitter. And we are here with Greg Hanover, the CEO of LiveOps. So we've been talking a lot about LiveOps, Greg. So tell us one more time where people can find out more information. Yeah, visit LiveOps.com and and hit the Become an Agent button and all the information is there about what it takes to be a successful member of Live Ops Nation and then all the opportunities that are out there to uh, to create your own home-based business and, and do really well. So again, liveops.com and click on Become an Agent. Awesome. And we're going to jump right back into calls and we're going to go to Mike in Ohio. Mike, welcome to Career Talk. What's on your mind today? Yes, hi. Uh, the, the opportunity sounds great. Uh, my concern is the training is all fine and good and you get through that. But as we know, training, you absorb some of it, others you don't. As far as support from Live Ops, does the support mechanism come from specifically from a live ops supervisor, or do you work directly with the somebody in XYZ insurance company? Yeah, that's that's actually a really good question. So you've gotten trained, you're starting to work, and where you're virtual. So how do you get support, Greg? Yeah, great. no, really good question. Uh, we do have a support team here for all the different customers we support. So Live Ops Corporate, we have uh, a little over 180 employees, and a big part of that that group are what we call operations support. So when you're taking calls and you have questions, uh, we use a lot of different virtual communication tools, so chat rooms and email. Um, you can also contact people live over the phone if you need to have a phone call. So there's a lot of different methods of communication you can use to connect with the live ops support staff or whatever questions you might have. One of the other big advantages that we hear from our agents also is being able to leverage um, all the other members of Live Ops Nation. So when you're in these chat rooms and the forums and you're posting questions, you have the opportunity to see all the other questions that individuals are asking and see the answers. So you have access to all that information um, in a virtual environment, environment real time to be able to help solve the uh, the customer problems that you might be encountering. So I'm going to tag on to Mike's question because are, are there like performance reviews? Are you getting feedback? Are you getting regular um, updates on how you're doing? I mean, how does that all work in, in this type of model? Yeah, absolutely. You're getting feedback on your performance. We have dashboards so you can see how you're performing against the group. Um, and then the way our model works, it's very much a meritocracy-based model. So the better you do and, and the, the better you perform against the metrics, uh, the more call volume you're going to be offered or the more opportunities you're going to be offered. So uh, it's a great way to be rewarded for your successes. And the better you do, the more opportunities you're going to have to grow your business. Mike, do you have another question for Greg? I'm I sorry. Did, I, is there a minimum amount of hours that are required for an agent? It, it varies by 
Yeah, great question. It varies by program and customer. We we do have some requirements um, uh, for customers where there are certain hours that are required, and, and there are programs where there isn't necessarily a, a number of hours required. So depending on the opportunity, um, those oper- those requirements are clearly listed out, so you can see what what it takes to support the different programs. So so maybe roadside assistance would be – maybe that's a 24-hour model, so you can work overnight if you really needed to, or, or then there's other models that are more 9 to 5. Correct. Huh? But the minimum – there are no maximums. No maximums. You, uh, you can work as many hours uh, that your schedule supports and that are available, uh, available to support. You can work till you drop. <laughs> Mike, thank you so much for giving us a call on Career Talk 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. And we're here with Greg Hanover, the the CEO of LiveOps. And we're talking about your model. Um, and, you know, Greg, I know this is an interesting question for a CEO, but, I mean, are there other companies doing what LiveOps does? Yeah, there, there are a lot of companies out there in the in the gig economy. And whether it's, it's call center work or other types of work. I think everybody's aware of the ride-sharing space and, and companies like Uber and Lyft. Um, there's other companies out there called Upwork and TaskRabbit or TaskUs. Uh, there's a lot of companies um, who are actively engaged in, in the gig economy, and it's good for everybody. To, to one of your points earlier, as we grow the gig economy and some of the stats you had mentioned around 50% of the workforce being in the, in the, in the gig economy by 2020 or, or a little bit past that, it, it, it's good for everybody in this industry to be able to have a larger pool of individuals who are actively engaged in, in the flexible workforce. And I think one of the things is there are a lot of people who want to try the gig economy, but they might be a little bit nervous that it's you have to have skills around running your own business. And you know, you even mentioned earlier that, that live ops agents do have some of those skill sets. So what are some of those that if people are considering moving into a job that like live ops agent or even Uber, Lyft, or TaskRabbit, or some of these that you really need to consider before kind of jumping ship from a more traditional job? Yeah, the, the, the biggest thing we see in individuals who succeed in, in this type of model are those who are really self-motivated, who really want to go out and create opportunities for themselves and don't need to be pushed or managed. Um, you know, these types of environments and, and work opportunities are, are for folks who want to go out and they want to build their own business, and they're, and they're motivated to do that. And they're able to manage themselves, manage their time, manage their business. Um, and obviously, we provide support, and, and we help help people understand what that takes, and all the different things that are going that go into to running your own business. But really, it's that motivation at the end of the day. And do you get up in the morning and want to run your own business, or do you prefer to go in and be managed um, and be told what to do every day? And that's one of the questions, or how we typically position it to folks when they ask questions like that: is do you have that self motivation to to succeed? But even beyond motivation, I mean, one of the things that I think a lot of people who go independent don't like perhaps is the marketing. You know, I have to market. I have to find my own customers. I have to do that. And I don't get the sense that in, in some of these cases, that's the, the deal. So you get the, the benefit of being more of a flexible worker, but you don't have to do the marketing piece. Yeah, absolutely. And, and definitely in the live ops model, when you become uh, an independent contractor at LiveOps, we're presenting the opportunity. So you're signing up. Um, you're applying for the opportunities, and if you make it through, we're presenting those opportunities to you. So, again, it's an open marketplace, lots of different opportunities. You're not required to go out and, and find your own opportunities. We're presenting those to you. And a great example is all the work we do in the insurance sales space. So when you think about life and health type products and you think about the traditional insurance model where folks have to go out, to your point, and they have to find new business, one of the things we hear from all of our licensed agents in the insurance space is they love to come into this model because we're presenting them with opportunities versus them having to go out and, and so to speak, hit the streets and, and find opportunities. So that's you know just a good example of where we're, we're giving them the opportunity versus having to go out and, and find it on their own. Yeah, so you get the best of both worlds. Hey, you're just tuning in. You're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM Channel 111. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham. We're talking about the gig economy, side hustles, portfolio careers, and all those things that allow you to have a more flexible work-life balance. And so, hey, if you're working from home or maybe you're working in the gig economy, portfolio career, and have some advice for others or things you wish you knew before you dove in, today's the show to share it. 844-WHARTON, 844-WHARTON. We're here with Greg Hanover, the CEO of Live Ops. And right now, we're going to answer our pre-break quiz. So, this indestructible food takes six minutes to make, and more than 1.5 billion have been consumed already this year. Dion, coming to you. (laughs) Um, Indestructible is an interesting word. It is, isn't it? Um, 
I'm gonna leave it there, and I'm just gonna say corn. Corn. Ah. Like, corn. Like corn on the cob corn. Yes. It is hard to digest. It is hard to digest. <laughs> That's, awesome. I'm a, I'm That's a little it there. factoid. Have you tried to destroy corn, Dion? No. No. <laughs> I don't know where corn I'm, comes I'm, from. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave it there. 1.5. Okay, is it 1.5 billion kernels of corn that have been eaten or 1.5 years of corn. corn that have already been consumed this year? I'm going to go kernels. Kernels. Well, it's not corn, so oh. I don't know. But um, I'm just curious. That's a lot of corn. People, it is a lot of people corn. People are eating a lot of corn. I had another answer, but it but it takes a lot longer to, to make that, so I didn't think that was it. Okay, yeah, six minutes. Yeah, yeah. six minutes. All right, Michelle, coming to you. Oh, man. I don't think I have one because the co- we have a caller that is answering what immediately came to my mind. All right. I so- hate to pass it off as that. I never try to do that, but... All right. Well, I don't have another indestructible food. Well, well, let's get Josh on the line. Yeah, Josh. let's go with Josh. I don't want to take his I, answer. Hi, Josh. So, so basically, you and Michelle have the same answer, and she doesn't want to steal it. So, what is your indestructible food that takes six minutes to make? I think it's McDonald's hamburger. So, McDonald's hamburger. So, have you seen Super Size Me? I have. I have. Yeah. So, I think it, it, in the in in that movie, it was the French fries that never. No matter how long they just sat there. Was it the French fries that just never deteriorated? Ever? I think both of them. They both, look both of them. like a yeah. new burger 12 years later or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. creepy. And, you know, it probably is true that 1.5 billion have been consumed already this year because... That's quite the possibility. That's not the answer. Mm. Oh wow! But yeah, I know I, it. It could be. You know, we always say there's always there's always a, another answer, and it's usually Dion's. Although not this week, it's not corn. <laughs> <laughs> it is not corn. But yeah, M- McDonald's food. I would say I would say it's probably up there, um, and it might even take less than six minutes to make some of that. Um, I have to go to uh, Greg. Greg, what do you think? Yeah, I think uh, I I would have said McDonald's food for sure, or any fast food uh, that's indestructible. But that's uh, six minutes to make. One and how many? One point five billion. Yeah. Assume this. I can give you guys a hint. I can give you guys a hint. Do it. One point five billion have been consumed this spring, probably very recently. And it's indestructible? Yeah, that's the part that's scary. So it has something to do with Easter candy? Yep. Is it Peeps? It's Peeps! Peeps. (laughs) Peeps. Now, okay, so they take six minutes to make, but basically Peeps are indestructible. Um, They've tested this with, like, tap water, boiling water, acetone, sulfuric acid, and... um, (laughs) And people eat this. If you pour boiling water on a Peep, it doesn't do anything? Well, here's the reason why. This is, like, this is the trivia part of it. Basically, you know, their little eyeballs, they're made with a a non-toxic edible wax that's also found in shoe polish and car waxes. Oh, that's comforting. (laughs) I know. (laughs) So It's It's just a little brown dot, right? It is. Um, I might know Oh, my peeps. <laughs> it is. But those 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 are not destructible. They can't they can they can get rid of the peep, but they can't get rid of the eyes. The eyes Whoa. will always be left. So that's not creepy at all. No, that's not no, creepy not at, at all. all. Delicious. So <laughs> anyway, I thought it was relevant, but <laughs> something you might want to know <laughs> as you're consuming all of those peeps in the fifty percent off been mm-hmm. this week. Thank you for that. I know. Well, Josh, thank you for giving me a call. I, I think the same can be probably said about McDonald's. So, um, 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk on Sirius XM Channel 111. We're here with Greg Hanover, the CEO of LiveOps, and we're talking about the gig economy. Hey, you got a question on that? Thinking about it? Wondering if it's for you? Give us a call, 844-942-7866. So, Greg, I know one of the things that people are concerned about and have asked me about, or, you know, if I, if I kind of take a chance and go to the gig economy or or, or try and do like my side hustle full time? Am I going to ruin my resume and then not be able to get back into, you know, the the regular, you know, traditional workforce? So I'm a little bit hesitant to make that jump because I'm afraid it's going to kind of ruin my my career track record. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think uh, we look at it differently. And and when we look to hire folks and we look for different types of experience and have they been able to successfully manage different things on their own. And, and as we talked about, being your own boss, um, 
I think is a great experience for folks and really teaches you how to manage your time and your business. Um, and I think that's a valuable skill set that if you, if you can bring that type of experience into, if you want to call it a traditional opportunity, I don't know that many employers won't look at that and say, uh, or look upon it favorably and say, that's, that's great. You've been able to go out and run your own business and do a lot of different things and be successful. There's value in that. Uh, uh, you know, in, in speaking for our company, at least, we, we have a lot of folks internally here who have done that type of work maybe in the past. And as I talked about, we've hired a lot of people from Live Ops Nation into the corporate side. Um, and we see the advantages of people who have been able to successfully manage you know, their own businesses on, on their own before they've become an employee. So I don't think that's a negative thing. I actually think it's a positive thing in, in really helping round out people's background experience and in, in improving their resumes. Yeah, we, we've talked about that this on the show a little bit about reinventing yourself and how it's critical nowadays. So it, it doesn't matter if you have a traditional job. It doesn't matter if you're in the gig economy, having side hustles, doing all of them with a portfolio career that, that in today's market, it's changing and shifting so quickly that you're constantly having to reinvent yourself. And that means um, learning new things and that means trying new things. And I think that's a great option we have today. So I'm curious about, you know, hearing a lot about how artificial intelligence and robotics and all that are, are kind of changing the the economy and the layout of jobs. How is this impacting your company and specifically call centers, Greg? Yeah, I think what, what folks are seeing or what we've been seeing in, in, in the industry is um, some of maybe the more simple call types uh, are being um, – taken by whether you've heard of IVRs or where AI has stepped in and played a role in helping solve some of those more simple customer transactions. But everybody's confident that there will always be a place for call centers, and maybe it's more complex call types or, or call types that are always going to require uh, human interaction. And, and we kind of look at it different here. We all think about the experiences that we've all had from a customer service standpoint, and think about the frustrations you've had when you've called and you've, you've got a an IVR uh, and you get caught in that IVR and you're hitting zero a million times trying to get out. Agent, get to an, agent, get to an agent. agent. You can't, right? <laughs> think about the level of frustration. We've all been there. And the way we look at it is we have this network of 20,000 individuals. And one of the things that cust- our customers love about us is that we have this, this uh, network of agents that allow us to handle those interactions very quickly because we know customer satisfaction um, is based on many things. And one of it is getting resolution quickly. And there's nothing, nothing more frustrating or nothing more damaging to uh, a client's um, customer experience than having those types of experience where people can't get their problems resolved. So we look at it and say, we've got that human interaction, we've got that human touch, um, and that's always going to play a role. The role may vary or change over time, but that customer interaction or that human interaction will always be, be part of, of the customer experience. And you're seeing a lot of companies reevaluate the role that the human the human aspect um, plays in their in their customer experience, and you're seeing things that may have moved into an IVR or have taken advantage of of artificial intelligence, maybe move back to a more traditional model where there's more human interaction because they know that's directly tied to their customer satisfaction. So while we all know AI is becoming more important and it's one of those buzzwords we hear all the time now, just like gig economy, um, we here at LiveOps believe that there's always going to be a role for for humans to help uh, drive customer satisfaction and drive that customer experience. Yeah, I'll definitely say I, I much prefer just getting to the human, you know, just press all the buttons till I can find. Would you like to talk to a representative? Why, yes, I would. Yes, I would. Exactly. <laughs> 844-844-942-7866. You're listening to Career Talk, Sirius XM, Channel 111. So I want to talk a little bit more broadly, Greg, about you know people who work virtually, whether it's for a traditional corporate role or you know in any situation, but people who work virtually and are on teams and they're not in the office and maybe other people are in the office, what are some ways for, for them to stay engaged and maybe stay top of mind? Because I know that a lot of people who are in a, in a situation where they work from home and you know the rest of the office is actually there present in a room, they sometimes feel like it's hard to get ahead or it's sometimes it's, excuse me, sometimes it's hard to get noticed. What advice do you have for those individuals and how that maybe can can help promote themselves a little bit more, even if they're not physically in the office space? I think it's taken advantage of the opportunities to create connections with other members. If you're talking about LiveOps specifically, it's, it's, having the, it's taking the opportunity to create connections with other members of LiveOps Nation or with 
our operations support staff. And um, one of the amazing things we see in, in our model and one of the things we love to see, for example, is when we do these roadshows and we get together and agents meet each other for the first time, but they felt like they've known each other forever because they've been interacting virtually, whether it's in the, the chat rooms or the forums, or they connect via email and create a relationship outside, or maybe they connect on, on Facebook or wherever it might be in other social media cha- uh, channels. Um, they take that opportunity to build that relationship virtually to create that connection. Um, and that's important. That's critical to having success in, in a model like ours is you have to figure out, because to your point, you're at home and you're isolated. You have to figure out how to build those relationships virtually um, and make sure you, you, you feed those relationships and you stay engaged with folks to help help yourself succeed and help your business succeed. But we love getting together with all these agents at these roadshows and they, they see each other and they meet for the first time and uh, you see the smile on their face and you just and they, they feel like they've known each other forever because of that connection they've been able to create in, uh, in the virtual environment uh, in our model. Yeah, and as a CEO, I'm sure you see how helpful it is for employees' engagement to to feel included and to feel like a part of the team and to feel like there's other people who have shared experiences. So it sounds like you've done a good job of creating that in your company. But I think a lot of companies who maybe don't have regular virtual workers and maybe they just have them here and there are not creating those opportunities. So if you're a virtual worker who doesn't have access to something that's maybe structured like live ops, you know, what are your recommendations for those individuals to sort of create those to be more included? Yeah, I would say are there are there opportunities within their communities to go and, and, and be part of groups and organizations that are going to feed that human interaction piece that everybody needs uh, because I completely agree if, if you work at home um, 24-7 or you don't have that opportunity to go into an office and get that human interaction and you need to find ways to get that uh, outside of your, your day-to-day jobs or other organizations and clubs and um, different parts of the community that you can get involved in that are going to help feed that part of, of what you need to, to continue to do well in, in the at-home environment. So um, we always tell people to, to seek out opportunities. When, when you look at the live ops model, when you look at our employees, I mentioned we have about 180 employees. Um, of those 180, about 100 of them work from home uh, around the country. So, again, we're always trying to find opportunities and ways to keep them engaged uh, and give them an opportunity to create connections and, and find that human interaction because it's important to, to people's success and the ability to stay productive and motiva- motivated and energized uh, to be part of the model. Yeah, I do think it's important to get face-to-face if you are a virtual worker to figure out how you can get into the office once a quarter or get to the major team meetings or to find a way to meet regularly, maybe more regularly with your boss than maybe other people do. Um, And and you mentioned you have 180 people. That's your corporate team because I know you have like 20,000 agents across the country and they handle more than 114 million calls annually. So it's, it's it's a pretty immense business. And I've really enjoyed listening to you today, Greg, because I think it's an option that a lot of people didn't know about and haven't thought about. And we wanted to have you on the show so that people can really understand that, hey, if you're transitioning or if you're in a situation where you want to work from home or maybe you're in a rural part of the country where there's not as many opportunities or maybe your military spouse and looking for something that can be flexible so you can also balance family. There are opportunities out there to do that. So, Greg, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom. And one more time, where can people find out more about LiveOps? Absolutely. LiveOps.com. And again, click on Become an Agent, and it'll, you'll learn everything you need to know about uh, becoming part of our, our LiveOps nation. So, again, appreciate the time on the show. And one of the things I just reiterate is, you know, what gets us up every day here is really about providing people the opportunity to work around their lives. So I hope people take the opportunity to go to our website, check it out. And uh, if it's right for you, we'd love to see you become part of Live Ops Nation. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Greg. We really appreciate it. Of course, thank you to all of our listeners and callers. The show is here for you each week. And Michelle and Dion. Go home and eat some peeps. They're indestructible. They'll be in your body forever. Now, <laughs> you've been listening to Career Talk on SiriusXM Channel 11. You can find more great information on Twitter if you follow me at Dr. Don Graham. We love being here for you every week, and we will see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>